All right, Grizz Nation, we are back. Let's do it, baby. Let's do this. Uh, we are uh, live, and we are we are back, guys. Uh, we are going to just a, a little rundown of what we're going to do. We're going to do a Weber State preview. We're going to recap uh, the devastating, heartbreaking loss uh, to Sac State, and then do our predictions, kind of do some fan questions, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. But, hey, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast mm-hmm. wherever you have a podcast platform, uh, Apple, Spotify, great, great places, uh, rate us there. Uh, also we have joined a awesome YouTube channel, uh, FCS fans nation YouTube channel. Uh, they have a lot of great content, uh, a whole lot better than us, (laughs) Mm. um, with guys that are, that really know their stuff. Um, so if you want something branch out, find a new team, uh, that's a good place to kind of explore. Um, but go check them out and subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, Angel, how are you doing, man? Uh, you know what? Um, probably still drunk from this weekend's endeavor, um, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I'm okay, man. I'm doing all right. We're, we're, we're going to be okay. We have some stuff to talk about today. Um, yeah. But as always, we are going to start it off with a Grizz update. So, uh, Adam, hit get rolling with it. Grizz update. We got some big things for Grizz update, man. Uh, some seasons are kind of winding down. Yeah. And so it is a busy time of year. Uh, give a shout out to men's and women's cross country. They are in the Big Sky Conference Championships this weekend in Cheney. Cheney. Is it Cheney or Cheney? I think it's Cheney. I'm is pretty sure it's Cheney. Cheney. Yeah. I'll just call it Cheney just to piss them off. Um, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, give a shout out to them. Uh, make us proud. And, uh, yeah, our next one, man. Uh, I know we've gone over this. It's happening right now as we speak. Um, wish I could be there. Uh, maroon yeah. and silver scrimmage for both the men and the women's uh, basketball programs. The women's is at five. The guys is at seven. Uh, so if you are listening to this uh, tomorrow, you've missed it. <laughs> but if you're there, <laughs> hey, tell us how it was. We want to hear from you. How was the Maroon and Silver scrimmage? Get in contact with us on Twitter and uh, Instagram. We want to know how it was. Um, and we'll read your your tweets or texts or whatever on uh, the next episode. So give us a shout out. So uh, can't wait for basketball season. You know, uh, Angel, me and you, uh, uh, we're totally different species. You know, I, I grew up playing basketball and football. You grew up playing football and football or football and soccer, football and football, 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 <laughs> football, and football. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, funny enough, though, funny enough, my first passion. I mean, I love football. I'm, at, I'm, I'm completely obsessed with it. But I did. I, I, have, a, I have just as equally as a passion for wrestling. So okay. I, I grew up wrestling too. So those are probably two sports. But yeah, man, I mean, super exciting. Um, there's a lot of expectations for these two teams, you know, especially yep. coming up of last year. Um, so yeah, good luck to them, man. I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah, yes, definitely. We'll, we'll keep you uh, updated on that too. We'll do a Grizz uh, basketball preview as well. So uh, that will drop soon. So, but soccer, man, soccer is winding down. They are in the, they made it to the Big Sky Conference tournament. Not all the teams get to that point. I believe they tie, take the top six. We just made that as the sixth seed. We will be playing Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, as you're listening to this, listening to this, probably that day, if you're listening on Wednesday. Uh, they play mm-hmm. Portland State at 11 a.m. in Greeley, Colorado. 
if they win, they will be playing Idaho, which I believe is the two seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, hopefully, you know, uh, Coach uh, Coach C and, and Lady Grizz Soccer can kind of pull out some magic. It's happened before. Um, where they've they've done a streak and they have played their best this time of year and made it to yep. the national champion national championship tournament. Um, so give a shout out to them. Uh, we're rooting for you hard and and yeah, I wish I wish those games were at night, not eleven a.m. So that I could actually watch them. That's uh-huh, the thing no. about these, these conference tournaments things is all the games are like eleven one when people are at work. Yeah. And that's the tough part about it. You would think that, like, if they had an afternoon show that you get a little bit more, you know, kind of people in the stands. Yeah. Um, but you never really know at the same time. That's that's a tough thing to, you know, kind of accommodate as a, as an athlete, you know, just having to play consistently six, yeah. seven, eight o'clock games. You know, by the time you know it, you got a class the next morning, got to be up for 545 workouts for whatever reason. And so it's kind of a give or take thing, man. As a fan, I wish it was, but as an athlete, too. I understand completely. But uh, that's a cool part about this team and this coaching staff is that you never count them out. Like you yeah. said, you know, every consistently every single year, um, they always have a shot. They always yep. do. And yep. so, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to hearing how, how it turns out. Exactly, exactly. Uh, women's ten- tennis, they are at the Gonzaga Invitational in Spokane, Washington, this Friday through Sunday. So mm-hmm. good luck, uh, ladies, with that. And... Um, I forgot to uh, do. Oh, volleyball. Sorry. Volleyball. Uh, they are in the, the closing areas of their their year. They are at Eastern Washington and at Idaho uh, Thursday and Saturday. So mm-hmm. you guys can check those games out on ESPN Plus. Um, and what's nice about those is is because they're on ESPN Plus, you don't have to be there at seven o'clock or two o'clock. You can always go on to the on-demand section and, and watch those whenever you want. Um, so uh, it's you know not not bad of a, an investment for a month. It's like seven, eight, nine dollars, and you get you know the whole Big Sky Conference. So it's always a always a, it's a good investment. Yeah, hey, I hate to tell everybody, but I just I just steal Adams. That's there you go. Do my weekly thing. So if you got a couple buddies, hopefully we don't get in trouble for saying that. But if yeah, you got a couple buddies that may have that, ESPN Plus, reach out to them, get their login, and you'll be you'll be good. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get in trouble now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that is that. That's Grizz updates, buddy. Yeah, that is Grizz perfect. updates. Well, let, let's let's uh, let's move on by, man. Let's uh, we're, we're going to spend this uh, this first pass of part of the podcast really kind of breaking down as best as we can, obviously from from yeah. a fan perspective, kind of what unraveled this past weekend. Um, obviously, we traveled to Sacramento to play Sacramento State, which was uh, what were they at? They were ranked number two, right? Yes. Yeah, they were ranked number two in the country, and uh, it was a hard fought loss. It really, really was. You know, it, it was it was a game of of of, of inches. You know, if you really kind of want to dumb it down to one sentence. Um, and there was a couple of things that went our way. There was a couple of things that didn't go our way. Majority didn't go our way. Um, and so let's do two, a little breakdown quarter by quarter before we start reviewing. So first quarter, uh, we scored seven. Uh, second quarter, we got up 10. Uh, third quarter, another seven and ended up the game with another touchdown, two. And they ended up scoring a zero. This was the first time I think the announcer was telling me or, or was not telling me, but telling everybody that this was the first time that Sac State has trailed in a game. Um, so they scored zero in the first quarter, seven in the in the second quarter, um, held them to zero again in the third quarter, and then 
they had a, a, a pretty stellar fourth quarter in order to come back and get the W and overtime win against us. Um, but yeah, I guess what are your initial thoughts, Adam? What did you kind of think of the game? What well, are your yeah, emotions, like, actually? That's a better uh, question. How are you dude, feeling? Well, how am I? I, it's a weird emotion. Like I'm up and I'm down. I'm pissed off. Um, you know, I can't imagine those players, you know, like you said, this is the first time that they, they were, they trailed and they played, you know, Colorado state, which is not saying much right now because they're an FBS bottom dweller, but still an FBS team. You know, they, the Grizz led the whole game, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole game until what the last 30 seconds where, or minute, whatever, two minutes where they tied it. Um, man, you know, we'll get to the, 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 why they won. It's not necessarily why they won, but it, it, it did affect the momentum and it was non-related to play. Um, it was, is the other side, but, um, just to give a shout out, I have to give a huge, huge shout out to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Angel and I talked about this before we started, I, I saw the offensive line turn a corner mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that we, we, and I know I have, have always said, you know, the offensive line will take us where we want to go. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of depends on them. They they were all sorts of nasty, man. Um, yeah. And I loved seeing that. I love seeing Liam Brown back. I'm glad that he was back. Um, but they were making holes. They were making some, they're making that front line of Sac State pay, um, and which is awesome to see. I would like them to keep on building off of that and keep on having yeah. that same determination. Uh, so offensive line, I, I was so proud. Uh, I was, and, and also Nick Osmo, Marcus Knight, man, they played the hearts out, man. And yeah, it it was. It, it I feel bad for Lucas Johnson getting hurt um, because that first that first series, even the second series, when he got hurt, we were moving the ball. We were, we were cruising. Um, and for something to take a detour like that, when he gets hit, uh, first of all, I wish he's, he, his health is okay. That's the mm-hmm. first. And I, the th- I think important. he was okay. You know, I saw him on the sidelines. I mean, you yeah. saw it during the actual the replays or not the replays, but just, you know, video of him on the yeah. sideline and looked to be in pretty good spirits. He looked to be coaching a little bit too, which was, you know, optimistic as a, 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 you know, it put me in a place of comfort to, you know, to kind of let me know that I think he's going to be okay. I just think he took a major shot and it was too much of a gamble to put him back out there. I mean, especially all the controversy that's happened this past year in the NFL with Tua. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with that, but it's one of those things is, I mean, it's to save the asses of university, uh, no matter how much we want him to to be out there, because I'm sure he was like, hey, put me back in, I'll be okay. But it's one of those yeah. things you never want to risk it. You never know what's going yeah. to happen. I've seen some people, you know, really hurt themselves, you know, just continuously banging that head, concussion after concussion, forced a couple of retirements. I've seen some bad things on the field. And so because of that, I think it was the right move to make. No matter how much we wanted him to be back in there, yeah. you know, I think looking back on it, and I think I, I saw, you know, just right after the game, I had a couple of recorders, reporters asking Bobby a, a question, question just about the game in general and Chris Brown's performance. And I agree with him. He used the term, he used the word admirable. You know, mm-hmm. when I look back on it, I, I 100% agree. You know, especially in a game like this with so much pressure, you know, obviously him being the number two, he gets those reps, but it's just not the same as being a no. starter. You don't get that same type of practice. And so because of that, for what he did and how we tried to lead the team to a W, 
I mean, I can't be mad at the kid. I can't be, I can't fault him at all. You know what I mean? No. I think well, he's and, a, I, and let's kind of go over that. Cause so let's go over the, you know, Chris Brown gets thrust into this position, right? Luke Johnson goes down. Um, well, let's, 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 let's even bracket a little further. I need, I yeah. need to touch on this. Number yeah. 46 on Sac State, a hundred percent. I thought that was dirty. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, yeah. looking out on that. I mean, a couple of plays beforehand, I think you saw him, you know, make another pass play and really, you know, the camera was focused on the ball going downfield, but yeah. you saw him in the background and you saw him take a shot and it was mm-hmm. the exact same situation that how he got taken out. The dude yeah. lowered his head and you can clearly tell that he was leading with the head as well too. So because of that, it kind of led me to believe that, Hey, this kid was out to kind of hurt the quarterback or prove something. You know, yep. so when it came down to it, you know, it was, a, I think it was a third down conversion. I think he was trying to go for a first down. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, yep. straight to the head. I mean, just going back over the replay, it was it was disgusting to see. And a lot of people talk about, well, football's not what it is or what it used to be for those specific reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yep. doing their things and rules and regulations are changing in order to kind of protect the player as opposed to what it, what it used to be back in the day. Because yeah. you could seriously hurt somebody like that. And especially when you think about the longevity of an athlete, um, a lot of people run into, you know, into problems in their older age. So because of that, I, I was pissed off, man. That's, that's probably the one thing that I was like, I was just like, football's football. Don't get me wrong. I'm willing to play tough. I'm willing to bank heads with the best of them. Don't get me wrong with that, you know. Yeah. But there's a way to do it. There's a right way to do it. And that was not the right way. So 100%, man. I mean, that was a scary thing to see. You know, you saw, I mean, two defenders, he was already coming down. You know, this dude comes in for an extra cheap shot. And before you know it, we're, we're down a quarterback when he was playing phenomenally. And the thing about the thing about Lucas Johnson, when he's on, he's, he's, he's destruction. You know what I mean? To to opposing defenses. You know, we've seen flashes of that throughout the year where he's, he's gotten to a hot, hot start and he's played really consistent, really good football, really good reads, uh, really good decision-making and kind of uh, how, how we turned it last year with Cam the general of the field you know you exactly. saw that yeah. you know and then and then you see these highs and these lows and then you come to a game like this with so much is on the line after a devastating loss against idaho and you can only sit there and say damn wasn't supposed to play out like that you yeah. know you sit here and you think about the what is and, and the could is and the wood uh, but at the end of the day you know i think uh bring chris in and having him having him you know have an opportunity to win the game that's all you can ask for you know, especially yeah. on a second, a Strickland quarterback. I mean, we know that he's a dog. You know that he's willing to go fight out there, and that's what I love about him, that tenacity that he has. So, uh, but like you said, man, I mean, you you made a comment. The offensive line, this was a new level of competitive that I seen out of them. This exactly. was a new level of nastiness. You know what I mean? And aggression, and and even as far as the communication, you can tell before the plays. You hear, you know, kill, kill, kill. You know, fifty six or forty six or you know this number, that number. So you saw a new level of communication, of nastiness, of grit. And that's exactly what we want out of the Montana football program. And we saw that, you know, and he gave, he gave Chris time. He gave Chris opportunities where he didn't feel had to be too stressed back there to try to make a play on it. I think he was scared to run a little bit, you know, you kind of saw that in the first, the first quarter, and then he got kind of used to it and kind of used his legs a little bit more in the second half. And it worked out to his advantage. And I think just because the offensive line helping him provide that comfort and that trust to let you know, Hey, we got you, you know, you make the decisions. We'll do, we'll do whatever we can to hold them back. And so we saw a little bit about that, you know, when it comes to Chris, you know, well, and, you know, going into the Chris, like the, the, the fans, like we've got to remember that these are kids, right? These are, these are, these are young men that are playing a game, right? We're not involved in the game. You can be passionate, but you don't need to degrade these players. And 
Uh, Chris did his his best. He is a true player, true competitor, and and what I what I have heard is an ultimate just good guy, right? Um, and so the first quarter when he was thrusted into this position, I think you're gonna see you're gonna see some some rust, right? It's not like where you start a, a game and, and a lot of the plays are, you know, you're scripted, right? It, he, he, he's thrusted into a position where he's going to be having to kind of learn what they're doing, kind of feel out what, what's happening. And he kind of did that. He had a couple drives where they're like, Ooh, and you know, if you were on Twitter, Grizz nation started saying, Oh, put in the backup, put it, you know, and, and you know, that's all fine. And you can, you can be a fan and whatnot. But I was proud of him and how he, in that second half, kind of took over. They yeah. started using him in a way where um, getting him a little bit more comfortable and throwing those um, quick passes over the middle. Yeah. Um, and he, he started feeling a little bit more comfortable and using his legs because he's a big guy. Um, it, he didn't turn over the ball. He, he didn't throw any interceptions. Um, and so – I. You know, the, the only what thing more, I, yeah, what, what more can you ask of him? Exactly. You know what I mean? And and yeah. it's not his fault. Like uh, ultimately, my 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 thing is is I feel and you guys can get on me and whatever. I feel like the coaching staff has not done enough to develop the quarterback position. Uh, last year, they hurt Chris because they were. I feel like they were dumbing down the. Uh, playbook and not using him in his strengths and ultimately that's what bobby said is we're not going to change our at halftime we're not going to change what we do to be able to fit for a quarterback well i think that's ridiculous i think you have to if it's your backup quarterback you've got to be able to make him feel comfortable back there and you've got to change things you've got to mm -hmm. change to the the quarterback that you have there and and, and change some things um mm -hmm. so I, I don't think that they've properly developed some of the quarterbacks. And I think that that will farther down the line will hurt us. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Um, and I'm getting off track, but um, just, just, and I wanted to kind of go over that just because I think that, yeah, he's still developing into a quarterback. He's still learning, you know, he's had some places where he has had to learn and the places he's gotten thrown into were, after each time after someone has gotten hurt right mm -hmm. he hasn't had a a fall camp where he hey you're the quarterback going into it right you you, you are our guy he didn't get the the, the cream puffs in, in the beginning of the year where he could get his confidence high uh mm -hmm. he got thrown into james madison he got thrown into last year where we were uh, uh cam got hurt and then this year so um i think you have to take it with a grain of salt uh, our offensive line played amazing. Our running mm -hmm. backs, you know, they, they showed out. Uh, they were beasts. And um, I, I really feel like we, 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 in the first quarter, second quarter, first half, we, we turned them over, man. And, and, and it was, it was so awesome to see our defense. Yeah. If you look at the stats, they're going to be like, whoa, they got a lot, they got a lot of yards. Well, yeah, they got a lot of yards, but that, that, 
that offense is going to get a lot of yards. They yeah, are, I mean they're they're traditionally a 500 yard plus offense. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, 479. So yeah, 479. I mean, so even holding them under that, I mean, because when you look at the numbers, they're you know five 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 eighty five sixty yep. five twenty. You know what I mean? So yep. consistently, and they're blown out teams. You know, fifty something to yep. you know single digits, maybe low double digits. You know. And so because of that, you see that attitude change. And when you look at the grand scheme of things and how the actual defense play, they played they played lights out, really, yep. you know, besides a, a couple minor mistakes or, or minor mistakes, you know, as far as, you know, PI holds and those sort of things and penalty calls. And, I mean, to be expected, but for the most part, it was pretty clean. It was a pretty clean. I saw the pressure. I just think that he's part of, or I think their quarterback says they have a two-quarterback system, that they're part of a quarterback system that allows them to just get out of it really quickly. You know, and they have those guys to to make those plays. And so sometimes you, you come down with the 50-50 ball, sometimes you don't. So, but but really the grand scheme of things, I mean, there were 14 points to three quarters. They scored the bulk of the points in the fourth quarter. Yep. So when you look at when you look at it, you got to take that in consideration. It wasn't like they were, you know, running all over us and we were playing catch up. It was quite the opposite and quite the contrary. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And so because of that, it's a whole different feel. But I mean, I mean, just going back to the Chris situation, man, I mean, 100 percent, I, 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 I agree with you said, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, it is one of those type of things that um, every play is a little bit different. You know, you got to play in the scheme of things, but obviously tweak it to your own liking, to your own benefit. I mean, whether it be offensive line position, wide receiver, you can't mimic the next guy up. No. You know, so because of that, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to be able to kind of gravitate to toward the strengths of a specific quarterback. You know, but it is a hard thing because you start changing the script. You know, so it's you start to beg the question of, you know, I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate here, is that if you start flipping the switch or, or changing the whole structure of a game plan, you know, what does that do to the rest of the team? You know, because yeah. they practice such a certain way, are they going to be able to handle that? And so obviously that's up for speculation. You can argue that all, every single – all the time. Um, but I, I would like to see something like that, you know, because yeah. I do think – I think this was the first time since I've known Chris that I've really seen kind of huge growth, you know, because mm -hmm. majority yep. of the time you see him make some of those bigger mistakes. You see him, you know, commit – maybe give up an interception here and there. And so just being able to see him lead a team against this type of caliber team, you know, I yep. think uh, I think he did everything he could in his power, and it's just a stepping stone to learning lesson. And um, but this one hurt, man. Compared yeah. to last year, last week, last week, compared to the Idaho game, I thought I was hurting the Idaho game. You know, just from a fan perspective. Mm -hmm. Oh, this week was devastating to lose it in the fashion that they did. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, and and it was we were winning the whole game. The only thing that, that I think we didn't capitalize off of is we had we had the ball four times in in the thirty yard line. Um, in that first half, we got 10 points. Um, when you, when you are in the, not necessarily in the red zone, but close to the red zone, you've got to turn that, those chances into points. We didn't. And, and that wound up to be the game, you know, um, also just some errors that we keep on happening. Um, and you know, with the onside kick, I, I, and <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand. I, 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 and maybe you can let us know, Angel, you know, the last four games, right? Four games, we have had something on the special teams where we've lost balls. The last two games, we have gotten taken advantage on the onside kicks. I know that not necessarily this one was supposed to be an onside kick, which it kind of looked like it was a squib and it. They just kicked it right at somebody and it bounced off. But we, we can't keep on making these same mistakes. 
and think that we're going to get a different result, right? Uh, yeah, that's where you get into the three phases. Yeah, that's where you get into the three phases of the game. Obviously, you know, you have offense, you have defense. Bobby is <laughs> known to be, you know, an extremely an extremely good coach when it comes to special teams. He's been pretty consistent throughout these years, but this year it's a little bit different. You know, I think there's some people coming into the roles, and obviously you can't just blame compl- – there, there's a little bit to blame of, you know, the players and the coaches when it really comes down to it, you know, making sure that – but I really just think it's a timing thing, man. I just think they need to get a little bit more efficient with it, you know, when it comes to, like, those field goals, the squip kicks, uh, I mean, or, or the, the the onside kicks and the squip kicks. Um, this week, I, I just think it was it was timed the right way, man. I yeah. think that it was timed the right way. It was one of those things that, I mean, we had our pants down and we didn't expect it. I didn't expect it coming into that, watching it happen and unfold. I was like, oh, shit, they're going for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. 100%, I know I know, Bobby is just, you know, tearing up the walls right now, trying to figure out, you know, what he can do in order to, you know, be a little bit better because that's obviously the name of the game. You improve every single week. And, you know, once we come down, obviously we saw it this past weekend, but once you play those really good teams, let's just say in December, when the yep. games really matter, yep. you know, and it comes down to a couple missed field goals and, and a couple onside kicks, that is going to be the game changing because you're going to be playing against teams that have, you know, pro- prolific offenses. You're going to be yep. playing against teams that have really, really, really stout defenses, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. because of that, where's that third phase? Where, where do we get that advantage? Where do we get that edge? And that's where special teams comes into play, you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's just it's just one of those things where you know it, it, I know Bobby is, is is working hard to you know kind of resolve it, but it's one of those things you're like, dang man, dang, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, and just to kind of go into like you know we we held their massive beast of a running back to under what he make what he runs. I think he got over a little over a hundred yards, but he's averaging what like, he he's a good player. He is he, a really good player. As a sophomore, man, he's going to be a beast. Uh, yeah. Really like watching him play, uh, not against us, but um. you know what? I actually felt quite the contrary, man. I thought it was super exciting to see, you know, a, a pretty formidable, obviously a really formidable defense against, you know, a high level player. That guy, yeah. you know, if he keeps on this track, he'll be playing on Sundays for sure. Oh, you know? I think so too. I, don't I think totally. a lot of, even, even like a lot of his yards, you know, were after contact, yep. you know? Yep. And so it's just amazing to see that type of player in that type of light um and uh just being able to have the chance to play against them you know because it's one of those things that as defenses the mindset over there is hey we hope we get those guys week in and week out you know it's only going to make us better sharpen iron with iron so it's one of those things where i mean it was impressive and which goes back to what i said on the defensive side of things besides just minor minor errors you know here and there for the most part i thought they played lights out you know as as best to their ability against the number two team in the country with you know a really prolific offense that scores you know genuinely within two minutes you know what I mean? Well, and and that's that's what's crazy. You know, and give a shout out. And before I go to, to uh, I'll, I'll just go into that. But they're, they're scoring. They scored fast, man. Yeah. Uh, they're three plays, seventy five yards, one minute nine seconds, touchdown. Four plays, fifty five yards, one minute twenty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know they go in the second half. They got a field goal. Eight plays, two minutes forty eight seconds for sixty six yards. Uh, eight plays, 52 yards, two minutes, 14 seconds, touchdown. And then they, their last one was only 25 yards, but it only took what a couple seconds, a couple, you know, maybe 30, mm-hmm. 40 seconds. So um, probably going to be the best prolific offense that we probably see all year round. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that we'll see anything besides that that's more prolific uh, that can score on you at, at any moment. Um, but man, our rushing attack, Nick Osmo, 
20 yeah, attempts, 76 yards. Marcus Knight, 22 for 61. Uh, man, they they were running the ball. The offensive line was running the ball. It looked like old school football. Um, but we've got to go over it. We, we went over the, you know, Chris Brown, the, co- the, the, the quarterback situation. We've gone over the onside kick situation. We've got to go over the fourth quarter controversial, not a catch by a like he was out. Oh my god, he was out. Like seriously, I I I don't understand <laughs> in anybody's right mind. I mean, from no. every angle that I saw, there was no angle that gave me the oh well maybe he's in, you know. No. And I'm not a. I mean, I'm not a ref, no. you know. I mean, I, I played the game. I understand the game. And in those situations, it's kind of hard to see what, how things go. So from a fan perspective, I mean, we had five, six cameras on him that showed every single one of them. As soon as he had possession of the ball, he was out of bounds. Yeah. There was no question about it. And they went on to score on that drive, too. Exactly. So think about the implications of that. You know, when well, you think about it, we when, had a couple of missed happened. field goals. Yeah, when, it, when it, happened, it happened. Three minutes left in the game, right? They didn't, yeah. And that was a fourth down conversion. I was a fourth mm-hmm. down where we would have had the ball back with three minutes. The way that we were running the ball, we would have what made cut maybe two minutes off there. That's what you got in a field goal, maybe gotten a touchdown, maybe yeah. and punted it and had made them actually have to do something. Right. Wholeheartedly believe, man, if we stuck to the yeah. run game, you know, uh, in a situation like that, you know, hundred percent, we would have been able to run out the clock. Yeah. You know, yep. the way that they were running, the way that they were folding them over at that point of the game, it's, 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 Balls to the walls. It's it, excuse me. It's really to see what you're made of, yep. you know. And and as an offensive line, you know, being able to play the game. When you see that the run game is established, I mean, you get an extra. You you get some dopamine in you. Oh, you know, yeah. it's exciting. You're on the sideline. You're telling everybody, let's continue running the ball. Give me the ball. Give us the ball. Let us do this. Yep. You know. So because of that, you know, it just makes you want it more. You yeah. know. I don't know what it is about the run game, but as soon as you execute, you know, consistent run games, it, it does something to the offensive line. It does something to the offense in general that just creates such this heavy and this great momentum. I just want to keep rolling with it, you know, and I wholeheartedly believe that we would have been able to finish out the game in, in, in those situations. But obviously, for whatever reason, you know, it didn't go that way, which is no. which is mind blowing. You know, there was, you know, a lot of people. I mean, everybody on the feed, you know, on our Twitter, on our Twitter feed, everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. was talking shit about it. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. it was it was blatantly out. I oh, mean, I know some people out. that reached out to the commissioner and they said, hey, we just don't have those abilities because the camera angers. And I was like, bullshit. You guys make so much money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, and, and, and they say that they only have like th- there's a rule, right? So there's a big sky rule where every institution has to use the same angles, right? So they have mm-hmm. the same angles for for every for every game, right? To be fair, mm-hmm. right? Well, this isn't this is a high a high priority game where you're on ESPN two. Whenever that happens, you should be getting their views. You should yeah. be getting their angles, not getting the shitty Big Sky Conference, you know, angles that we got the grainy feed where it's back in the seventies and eighties, you should be getting ESPN quality. And if that's not in our bylaws of our contract for these games, somebody needs to get fired. Cause that's BS right there. I think that so should, too, man. That, I think that so should too. be, that should be in the contract that, Hey, if you want two of our, our high quality games, we get the feed from it so that we can use it on, on, on replays. Cause that's, if that's true, somebody made a huge mistake. 
huge. I mean, I mean, detrimental. Obviously, I, I've, I've said this multiple times, this game of inches, and when you have something like that in such a tight game yeah. where, you know, the pressure's up and you leave it up to the refs, I mean, I've been part of a couple games where I left it up to the refs and they, they've they made the bad the <laughs> mad decision multiple times, you know? Yeah. But none like this. None no. like this. That was so blatant. That was so obvious that it was it was a no-brainer, you know? I mean, e- even the fact that they took so so long to review Font's touchdown, you know, well, I was yeah, just like, hey. If was they can like, see that one, why can't they see the other one? I was just one? like, I mean, what's the difference? You 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 clearly see that he's inbounds, that he has possession of the ball, you know, clear intent. There's no, well, you know, fobbling, fobbing the ball. Like, he has he has possession of it. Yeah. On the contrary, on the other side, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit tighter coverage from Dawson, but, I mean, he was out. There's no there, – I mean, there's nothing else that you can do on the defender side of things, you know, given yeah. the circumstances against such a talented team. And so, I don't know, man. It just left me sitting here, you know, kind of kind of – kind of questioning the integrity of some of those refs, you know? Well, in, in the pass interference call, like, I understand. Like, I think it was Dawson when one of the players that he, they were kind of hand-grabbing, right? And mm-hmm. in the end zone, they got called for a pass interference. Totally get that call, right? Totally get that call. You 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 can't, you know, hand-check after, what, the five, five yards or whatever. Totally get that. You, you can't do that. But if you're going to call that, you should be calling a pass interference on that last play where – you see the, uh, the the cornerback legitimately extend his arm and push. No matter if it is a, a trip or whatever, you see him extend his arm to get the proper angle of getting the ball. Mm-hmm. You just you, you if you're gonna call it, you gotta call it fair both ways. And exactly. some of those calls were not fair both ways. And you can say, well, yeah, uh, Montana got some of the calls too. Yeah, we got some calls that were favored us, but not when it was a pivotal moment of the game. Game, and, which I mean, and, totally and, and, changed the game. And that—that's what people need to understand. You yeah. know, it's it's situational for sure. You know, yeah. every single call is situational because one game you can see the exact same thing happen and not be called. You know, but so it's such a fine line as far as making a call and or, mm-hmm. or throwing a flag and not throwing a flag. But in circumstances yeah. like that, when it's so blatant, it's 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 mind-boggling for me to sit here and be like, "Well, that can that could have gone either way." It was clearly out of bounds. There's oh, there's no clearly. question about it, you know. As opposed to something else on the other side of things, like you just said, like if you see something like that, it's blatant, you know. I mean, make the call. But if it's if it's on that line, it's subject to the ref. So I don't blame it from those situations. Calls get don't get don't go your way all the time. But a call yeah. like that, you know, I seriously like a call like that is is, is so next level and. So, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. When you think about the foundation of, of what Bobby wants to do, I mean, he wants to play penalty-free football, yep. you know, no turnover on downs. He, wanted, he wants to establish a run game. And we did all those things to put us in a position to win the game, you yep. know. It just sucks because you knew those boys wanted it. You saw it from the first snap. They played their hearts out and didn't go our way. And usually so, and usually, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, well, you know, it, it, it happens, you know. Yep. But in that fashion, in that type of way, I mean – it just doesn't sell well for me, man. I feel for those boys. I was talking to a couple guys, and they were like, "This one, this one hurt a lot," you yeah. know. And and I I know it. Did you could hear it in the voice? You can tell. And but uh, it's one of those things where we're already midweek, you know, damn near midweek. So at this point in time, it's it's time to move on to the next team. But just reviewing and reflecting on it from a fan perspective, it stings. You know, it put yeah. us in a tough position. I mean, I mean, looking at the rest of the conference, I mean, we have a potential to go nine and two, but it's it's going to be really hard. You know, it puts us in a battle. 
yeah it's yeah. an uphill battle you know and yeah. obviously i mean that's how it's always been for the grizz it's always been you know we we were pretty consistent in a lot of ways and then we had one bad game against the team you know i'm talking about idaho last week against a team that we should have just thrashed yeah. and then now we're playing uphill battle the whole the whole season you know and yeah. I, th- I think do do we have a potential to make the playoffs 100 percent, but yeah. we have a tough schedule ahead of us to, to really kind of put ourselves in position to be seated well yeah and and we can get like two things that I wanted to touch before we kind of get into like that a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Um, the end of the game, like the last play of the game, right? That where we go to a deep ball into the end zone. So roster formation, man, if we're going to do, if we're going to make that call, ultimately, I don't know why we're making that call. Cause we only need eight yards to get a first down. I don't know. I don't understand why we're just not trying to get a, you know, we already took two deep shots before that to get into the end zone. I don't know why you just don't get eight yards to get another set of downs, right? That's before that. But if you're going to do that, I don't – and this is nothing against Kellen White. He's a great wide receiver. But why wouldn't you put um, Simpson, who is six six, who is taller than the cornerback, why don't you have that guy go for a jump ball then – you know, a, a guy that's what six foot, maybe maybe six foot. It just like to me that doesn't make any sense, and we're not using that. That guy is six six. If we if, if you're wanting to jump, uh, go for a jump ball in the corner of the end zone. Look, my thing is is I want that guy. I want that guy jumping for the, the ball because he he's already taller than the the cornerback, right? You just lob it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, one no, of things- yeah, that that that's a tough part about it, simply because obviously they 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 got into a rhythm of hey, we know they're going to try to throw it deep to make a big play and you know yeah. kind of see where this plays out. You know, that's just the type of mindset that Bobby has. But it's a little bit just uncharacteristic, you know, of, of the team. You know, we haven't been doing a whole lot of deep shots down no. the field. You know, besides, no. you know, so to do it, you know, two three times in a row <laughs> is a little bit kind of like oh, that's a little bit different. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I, I just, you know, I'm struggling to see the, the thought process there. I'm obviously not a coach, you know, so because of that, I'm like, hey, you know what? I kind of agree with you in that sense of just, you know, get the first down. Yeah. Get well, the we, first down. In that whole game, we didn't have a a, a, a gain over 20 yards. So mm-hmm. you leave it to the last three plays to get 25 yards. It, it just doesn't sit well with me. And then also what got you, your bread and butter, what you got you there. What the you running. leaned on was the run yeah. game. You ran once. You yeah. ran once. And it doesn't make any uh, – that. I, and I wasn't even mad about the passing. Like, go for it. But, man, the offensive line was killing it. Osmo and Marcus Knight were killing it. And you, mm-hmm. you just put them on the sideline and say, no, we're going to go past it, where, where Chris Brown hasn't been really able to get into a mode of throwing the – the ball down the field, which all of them the were, ball, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't make any sense, and so that made me frustrated. I did not get the play calling. It made me frustrated. I think a lot of people are out there in Grizz Nation are saying, "What the heck is this play calling? Please get this situated." Uh, we don't get it. We don't get. You know, we're fans. We don't get it. Maybe they saw something that we didn't. I, I, I can, I can grasp that. Okay, I'm not a, a football connoisseur, but from couch potato eyes <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense man it doesn't yeah that's a tough part about it man i mean i mean in those types of situations i mean especially when it's so late in the game because yeah. there, there were times where where you can tell that you know 
they they made a couple of play calls to give Chris an opportunity to, to throw the deep ball. You know, and he just over overthrew it a couple of times. You know, it just was it wasn't in his repertoire of weapons. You know, and that's fine. That's okay. And like you said, play to the strength of the quarterback that you have. They got into the rhythm of 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 hey, you know, playing a little bit under, playing through the middle, those sort of things, and you know, having that established run game to just keep creeping, just keep creeping, just keep creeping. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we obviously saw them score within a matter of 30, 40 seconds. And so I don't know if it did something to us to to make us believe, hey, we're going to go shot for shot for them. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if it was one of those things, like, like you said, maybe the coaches saw something that we didn't and they thought they could take advantage of. Maybe a quarterback or cornerback was in a different position, lined up a little bit off. So I, I don't know, you know, yeah. but um, I think thinking back on it, I think I think if we would have trucked it, you know, we, we may have had a little bit of a better chance you know, to seal the game. Because all we need is one, one stoppage from our defense, you know, and they're yep. more than capable of doing that. They did, oh, yeah. they've did. they done that a couple of times throughout the game too against an, uh, against their deep, uh, against their offense. And so we make one good stop, score a touchdown, maybe go for a field goal, you know, those sort of things, win the game. And then you're it's a whole different scenario. It's a whole different celebration, and, you know, especially in a game like that, man. So, I mean, it, it was devastating to see. You know, ultimately, I do think that the refs had a big lean in that game. You know, it obviously, it obviously felt like you know Sac State was favored in a lot of ways. They did some things that I don't agree with, like the you know the targeting call. I hundred percent, you know, I'm against that and those sort of things. But when you leave it up to a game like that, like I said, you know, the refs are are never going to be on your side. You know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't fall in Montana's ways. That's been traditional in uh, in Montana football games, and so it was just uh, real, real heartbreaking to see, man. It put me yeah. in a weird place because you felt for those kids, you know, cause you knew oh, they wanted yeah. it. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and like, uh, Lucas Sam, like give a shout out to him. Cause you know, he, he was doing a whole lot on Twitter, uh, the beat reporter from the Missoulian. If you guys, um, have Twitter, get totally follow him. He's doing a lot of stuff, but, uh, uh <laughs> he said, it looks like we got this. And I text, I, I Twittered or whatever, tweeted him like, Dude, you can't you can't say that. Like, it, there's a whole lot of game to be played, and sure enough, right after that happened, they score a touchdown, and it's like, oh crap. But um, yeah, there's a lot of emotions, and as a fan, like it's still lingering. I felt, and like I told Angel this before we got on, I was just starting to feel good enough where I wasn't thinking about it. And then this morning I get on, you know, Twitter and I look up some things, emails, whatever, and I get on Twitter and Kyle Hansen posts. Uh, just when you feel like you, you feel like you're getting over it. Um, it was on Scott Van Pelt, his, you know, light late show mm-hmm. um, where he did the bad beats where they do like their, their bet, their betting games, where they yeah. do like the over and under. And sure enough, Montana's the last one. And they, I think it was like they show, showed Montana up by 10, right? 24, 14, you know, eight minutes left. And they show like what happened. And they're just saying, oh, you can't do that on the road and miss field goals. And you're just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Your feelings just come back again. And you just can't get away from it, man. And I, I can't imagine if I feel like that as a fan, I can't imagine what the players feel like. And, like That's my something question, that I was thinking about today, man. What was, what's your question? Tell me well, question. like my question, Angel, as a player, like, right, how do you come back from that? Like, you you saw a lot of tenacity, a lot of mm-hmm. – it, it, it felt like a playoff game, right? It, everybody was locked in, both sides. Um, you give so much to a game like that, and then it, your heart gets ripped out. 
and and I don't and I don't know the guys. Like I, honestly, I, th- I think they'll, they'll play great this week. But how do you come back from that? Because you have no rest, right? This week is a is a I wouldn't say do or die, but it is a close of enough do or die. We're there, game. basically, though. Yeah, we're we're there. We have to win this game. If we don't win this game, we're going to be possibly missing the playoffs if we don't go three and zero the next game. Which, like we said, I would not put that. <laughs> just thinking that we're going to do that because our last game is versus the Cats at the Cats. Uh, I, I we, we've got to have this game. And mm-hmm. so, how do you go from doing all that to to coming back and playing a huge game versus number five? Weaver State. Oh, you know what's uh I was thinking about it today and and um being part of the program, I think we do a really good job understanding that it's us versus everybody, even when everybody's on our side, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, one of the things that Stitt kind of uh taught me when I was a young player was hey, get get the hell off of social media. You know, that's step number one because I think I'm finally in the first place in my life where obviously, you know, doing the podcast, I, I keep up with people's comments on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, yeah. how people are feeling, just to get an idea of what the overall consensus is. And let me tell you this, people are brutal, oh, very yeah. brutal. Yeah. I was talking to I was talking to one of the former players these days. I was like, man, if I knew people were talking about, about us like this during when I was playing, I would have lost my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things that it's like it's like it's the end of the world for everybody, and I understand that you know there's a passionate fan, fan base, but but to really kind of belittle some of the guys on the team, yeah. you know, to really kind of put them into that level, I mean, it's so disheartening. It's disgusting to see. I'm not a fan of it at all, you yeah. know. And I'll I'll have this conversation with anybody. It doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. But so I think they do a good job of understanding the reality of knowing that hey, you know, when the fans are good, they're good, but when mm-hmm. they're bad they are atrocious you know yeah. they'll, they'll knock you down and they'll knock you farther and farther and they'll basically help you dig the hole you yeah. know yep and so because of that one thing that i had a i had an opportunity to to meet one of the guys uh just for a quick hello i was I ran into him in passing and it was just like it was one of the things that yeah we're not on social media none of us are really i mean yeah. we'll post on instagram but other than that we're not so that's number one I think being surrounded by a a group of men that understand what you're going through helps, helps heal the wounds a little bit, you know, and in the game of football, you know, Bobby does a good, such a good job of letting people know it's, Hey, you fucked up this play. Let's go to the next one. Be better. The next play. There's nothing you can do about that. If we sulk in it, if we sit in it, if we cry in it, it does not matter. So even though this one hurts a little bit more and then probably some guys that, you know, were thinking about it up until yesterday's meeting, you know, Bobby does a good job of letting you know, hey, it's flushed out of our system. I'm not going to bring it up. Your coaches aren't going to bring it up. We're going to focus on what we can do to be better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do know that there's there's always a little bit of a, of, of, of a refreshed mindset after that specific meeting on Monday, you know? It lets people know that, hey, let's regroup. Let's refocus. It's, 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 we, can, we can sit and sulk after the season, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is not the right time. And I think because you have that such quick turnaround, they're already focused on Weaver State. That game is out of their system already. And that's just a game of football. That's a game as a player. And I think as coaches, they do a really good job of letting you know, hey, it's time to move on. So they're already focusing on Weaver State. They've been doing it for a few days already. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where you, you have to, there, there's, there's no way to do it, but you have to do it. Yeah. You convince yourself, you teach yourself to let you know that, hey, you know what, you had a bad play. 
you had a bad snap, you had a bad game. Let's move on. There's next week, you know? And so that's all we, that's all we really can do, man. But staying off of social media, not being involved with any of that type of scene. I mean, it did wonders for me as a player. I know it's doing wonders for them. And it's something that we encourage, you know? I mean, you think about the scrutiny on the, even on the next level, you know, the NFL level. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it does to people's families and lives and mental health. And so because of that, it's one of those things. That's why you don't really see athletes like that. You see them post, you know, what they're up to, you know, making a big play, but you'll never see them consistently on there like that, you know, responding, reading through the comments because it's just not worth it. So, I mean, ultimately, heartbreaking loss, but we are in a situation where we have a we have a huge uphill battle the rest of the year, you know? Yep. And so because of that, we need to get shit done. They're already on it. And so I feel like I've, I've, I've digested that too, you know, but like, hey, yeah. it sucked, you know, it was heartbreaking, but I'm ready to move on and beat the shit out of Weber. Well, and you know, like defense, well, let's just kind of go over defense. Yeah. Let's, defense, let's played, go defense, yeah. defense played well, man. Uh, they, they totally had parts of that, uh, parts of that game where they dominated, right? Like we are liking to see who they dominated. They're, they're attacking. And then there's parts where they bent a little bit, but they didn't break, right? They yeah, bent, yeah, yeah. And then they and and they totally played how they're supposed a defense is supposed to play, right? Yeah. And especially with this offense, you're gonna have to bend. You're gonna have to bend. You're you're gonna bend. There's too many assets, too many weapons on that Sacramento State team where you're just not gonna be able to shut everybody down. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was really happy. Uh, shout out to Corbin and Ford and Fouch for having those interceptions, man. Uh, great interceptions. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, congrats to Walker. That was really fun to see. You know, it was one yeah. of those plays that you didn't know he really intercepted it. You thought there was like a like a whistle that went on or something like that. So he went up, he got it, and we took it back for a couple yards. And that was huge to see Nash. I mean, how yep. cool was him to see? So I thought he played really well. Um, yep. I thought Ford played really well. I thought Trey John Conn played pretty well too. You know, exactly. I, th- I think there was consistent pressure on that uh, offensive line front. I mean, you can tell that, you know, he had to make decisions just a little bit quicker or else he was going to, you know, and so because of that, forced a couple of interceptions, forced a couple of bad plays on that offensive side, you know, had some things that went our way. And like you said, one of the most admirable things of his defense, it was a, it was a bend, don't break type of situation. Exactly. You know, just seeing a, see, that's how you know you have a really legit, really yeah. legit defense. When you well, see and- stuff like that not go their way, and it's an mm-hmm. easy momentum change, and they can con- continuously roll over a defense. I've seen it happen before to defenses, and that's just not the characteristics, and that's not the identity of our defense. Exactly. Well, and you know, Braxton Hill, he played a little bit. He's still probably trying to get back from uh, his injury, but, man, yeah. uh, Levi Janicaro balled out, man. He had a game. Um, he did, so proud of, yeah. I'm proud of him of, of how he's kind of filling in and, and taking that bigger role as the season goes on. Uh, shout out to him as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 good to see. We know we have a good defense. That's that's we know that. Um, it's just getting this offense to a point where our defense doesn't have to carry the whole load, right? And uh, you know, do you have anything last things for defense? And I kind of wanted to go over special teams, just uh, field goal unit and punting unit for just a second. Do you have anything for defense, man? No, 100%. Like you said, you know, I, I, I didn't even mention Levi, but he had a fantastic game. I think he was the double-digit tackles. Yep. Uh, he played aggressive. He was everywhere, man. If you look at, you know, every single player that got tackled, he was in or around the play, which yeah. is a beautiful thing to see. And, again, I mean, we're just beating a dead horse. That's just the characteristics of our team, our defense, yep. you know. 
Um, but I 100% agree, man. I mean, there was things that we could have done on offense to put ourselves in a better position. There's things that things we could have done on defense to put ourselves in a be- better position and special teams as well, too. And uh, yeah. in a game like that, when you're playing such a juggernaut, um, it comes down to a game of inches and it comes down to the refs, too. You know, and again, unfortunately, just didn't pan our way, man. So, yeah. Yeah, and the time of possession, man, we kind of flipped the switch with, with the Idaho game. You know, we were 30, almost 38 minutes um kind of flipped the switch where, where they did that to us but special teams man we had two blocked field goals um which we you know uh, rico got one of them but missed two of them with it being blocked uh you know uh patrick keeps on balling out uh he's i think some crazy number like 15 of his 28 punts have been inside the 20 something crazy like that yeah, yeah. he's leading he's leading the big side conference and punting average and so uh, he's do- totally doing his thing there still. Um, yeah, he's a Jerry Jerry Rice Award finalist or something like that. Exactly. He? Yeah. Yep. He's killing yep. it, dude. Killing it. You know, and, and uh, Coach Hauk also said, you know, some of the things that they tried to do, uh, which I think I kind of saw um, in some replays and stuff, where Rico was kind of going shorter, so his his stride wasn't as long to to get it off a little bit quicker. Which I don't know if that has an effect of the the how low it is how the low the ball's coming off the foot. So, um, but he has said, you know, that that has to be quicker. That has to be a little bit faster. It's timing. Like I said in the beginning, yeah, it's all timing. I mean, I remember yep. when I played special teams unit, it was, they literally have a stopwatch out there. I yep. mean, said, hut, you know, and then they click it. And as soon as you kick the ball off, it's, hey, that's too slow. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's a span of, it's not even seconds. It's like milliseconds. It's like .005 makes a difference of 100% getting blocked to, you know, kicking a field goal and getting some extra points, yeah. you know, obviously that's been, you know, kind of our Achilles heel this past year, you know, our special teams units have struggled a little bit, you know, in one way or another. And so, um, again, it just goes back to, you know, my faith in Bobby, you know, I think he's a good enough coach to, you know, to really kind of dial it in. I just hope that as the season progressed, we've seen everybody on both sides, the offensive line, you know, linebackers, receivers, quarterback, we've seen some growth in every single area. And I think that's where that next step kind of leads us to, to to start chasing, you know, to really kind of get a little bit more consistent on that special teams on the field goal. I don't know if it's blocking. I don't know if it strides. I, I, I can't speak to that, but I just do know that the timing needs to be a little bit more efficient and effective. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to be more effective, you know, and, and get to the playoffs, uh, let's kind of go like, you know, these next four games, you know, we, we've got Weber state and the next four games yep. we're, Cal Poly, Eastern Washington, both at home. And then we've got Montana State. Uh, we have, and, and this is not to degrade the Grizz, right? We we do not have a, a a game that we have won that is against a opponent that has a winning record, okay? So mm-hmm. that's working against us. Um, I like to say that we have two good losses, <laughs> right? Two, two losses where... Um, if they play their cards right, those two teams might be battling for the Big Sky Championship if if everything goes the right way. Um, I think I think Sac State will probably be one of those teams uh, battling for the Big Sky uh, Conference Championship. Um, but we've got to get a win versus a quality opponent. Uh, if we don't, I, I don't think we make the playoffs. We'd be seven and four, and not a win against a winning record team. Um, I don't think that the selection committee would put us in. Um, and that's to say if we don't slip up against Eastern Washington, which is 
that team scares the heck out of me just because of how they throw the ball and how they can score. Um, they're not as good this year, but there's still a team where I wouldn't put, put it past them to raise the bar of how they play to, you know, stumble to, to, to make us our lives a living hell. Um, but so this game against Weber state is very important. It's a top five team, number five in the country, uh, at their place. This is a, a great momentum time where we win this game. We've got two games where they're very winnable and will we'll be favored going into that Montana state game. Um, and so this is, this is kind of a, I hate saying do or die, but this is kind of a must win game. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is like you said, man. I mean, uh, it's a good point. I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, we're two touchdowns away from having a, uh, an opportunity to be seven to no, you yeah. know, against some, you know, some pretty formidable teams. I think Idaho's a good team, obviously, yep. you know, Sac State's a great team. You got Weaver, which is a pretty good team. The performance that you saw last week, don't let that fool you. They yeah. are going to be a whole different, you know, kind of mindset perspective added to this upcoming week to yep. show the true characters. Um, we're both coming off two losses. And obviously, you know, we have two games in the middle there that, again, we're favored, but you just never know. It's just Cal Poly, which called Baldwin. Obviously, yep. he's been known to be a really good coach when he was on Eastern. You have Eastern Washington, which, you know, time and time again, they always have a chance, you know, for yep. the most part. They always, again, they're not as good this year, but you just never know against that rivalry. And then obviously, we're going to meet the neighbors at their place, which is a tough environment to play in, you know. Yeah. So, like you said, man, I think I think we, we need to get these wins. I mean, they're absolutely must wins. I think the team knows that. I think the coaches know that. The fans know that, too. You know, yeah. people are saying, oh, well, if you live this way, we can go 3-0, maybe sneak into the playoffs. That's not the mindset. That's not, that's not yeah. what we want to do. You no. know, we, we need to completely dominate. Will I say they'll do it? You know, I'm 100%, 100% coaches. I mean, again, the fact that we're two touchdowns away from being potentially 7-0 speaks yeah. a lot to me. You know, so I see it on I'm, – I'm an optimist by nature, so I see that side of things. And so because of that, it puts me in a position to believe, hey, we're a good football team. We deserve to be in the playoffs and make a run for it. You know, how it turns out in the playoffs, I mean, that's – that's unbeknown, you know, unbe- is that the word? Is that the no- unbeknown, unbeknownst? Uh, what, yeah. what, what is it? I think yeah, it's ben- benounced, benounced. Benounced, unbenounced, uh, yeah, benounced. whatever the case. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're, I'm not trying to expand. we're not English. I'm trying we're to not expand. English. <laughs> Your vocabulary. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to expand my vocabulary these days, man. <laughs> Look but, at you, uh, high class. You got some wine over not, there, man. Oh, man, I wish I did, you know, but it's not going my way these days. But, um, uh, but yeah, man, it's just uh, I, I 100% believe these are all must-win games. You know, that's yeah. just the mindset of a player. But, I mean, when you look at the playoff implications, I mean, we're going to need every single one of them. And, again, going into Weber State, it's not going to be an easy task. It's not like we have them at home. It's not like no. they're beaten down and battered. They're a no. good team. They're they just good. played a really uncharacteristic football game last week against the neighbors. Well, are you ready to go to in the like, Weber State? Yeah, let's State move. We're, we're already talking about it. Let's do it. Like – the thing that, that that stood out to me, like, and I think everybody knows, if you you haven't, uh, you know, that Weber State, the neighbor game, uh, four safeties, man. I felt bad. Like, I felt bad. Have you seen the replay of like that guy, like the yeah the, screaming the, the and long, yelling, the long yeah. stamper, like that. Like, I hope he is like, and then I'm not joking. I hope he's getting some mental side of it that he is he's okay because you you could see him make a mistake and then it's like like what's the the hic- the hiccups or the gbs or i don't know what the word is like now you, you, the the slip ups or whatever like it, it wasn't even close 
one of those know. one of those snaps like it almost went through the the uprights they like, were they were i mean and that was that's what i saw the first one i was just like oh man something went their way and then it happened yeah. the second time and i was like there's no way it's gonna happen again a third time and off the third time you can tell the dude's face was red oh. i i mean i want i want to say that he might have shed a tear or two on the sideline because i oh. would have for sure yeah you know thinking about that and when you think about the game and how you know eight points but they got the job done for them or six yeah. what, what was it eight po- it was eight points it was, yeah. a, it was a eight five points, point yeah. game five point yeah. game but they got eight points off the, the yeah they got game. eight points off of it you know i would have been sitting myself just you know just honestly just not wanting just literally want to be i just want to disappear right now exactly you know? Exactly. It's one of those things, and and as a coach, it's like at that point, you know, you miss one, you can get on him a little bit to let him know you got to do a better job. But after four, you're like, if I say anything else to you right now, I'm just gonna break your spirit, and I just can't be the one to do it. You know, Ooh, exactly. That's what I'm getting, especially with Coach Jay. I mean, I know he's a good coach traditionally, and just yeah. because I know he's not that type of guy to be like, hey, you got to get your shit together, and you know, just start yeah. really kind of getting on his ass, and so. That's why I applaud him. I think he's I think he's the right coach to help a situation like that, you know, when mm-hmm. it really comes down to it. But man, I do hope that kids okay. I was thinking that the whole oh, time because you saw it blow up everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. You, saw, you know, yep. ESPN, you saw yeah. Sports Center, you you saw tabloids, you got you saw everybody. And yep. NCAA, all of college all of college football record, you know, yeah. and, and he holds forever that record, you know, until yeah. somebody else does it. But I mean, probably not gonna be for a long time. So again, I I mean I hope for the best, man, but it's yeah. one of those things, you know, it's either going to go one of two ways. You know, he's either going to have the game of his life next week against yeah. us, you know, to perfection, <laughs> yeah. or he's going to be in that little funk, that kind of weird phase where he needs to, you know, he's going to he's gonna be a little bit nervous, a little bit scared, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of two ways where potentially we may have an advantage over him simply yeah. because he performed. It might be in his head about it. But yeah. at the end of the day, it might be the other end of the script, too. I don't think there's going to be in between. He's going to have some good play, some bad plays. I think he's going to be either completely spot on, spot on, or he's going to have a really rough day again. Exactly. I think so, too. Well, let's let's go into Weber State, man. Uh, they are 6-1, and 2-1 and one in the conference. Uh, go, go down some of their games. They won 41-5 to five against Western Oregon, 35-7, to seven, a, a brutal mauling of Utah State at Utah State. Uh, 44 to 13 against Utah uh, Tech, 17 12 against UC Davis, a 41 21 uh, whooping against Eastern Washington, 42 to 7 against Portland State. And then last week was their first loss against uh, the, the Cats, 38 to 43, which ultimately they were right in to the end of the game. Uh, you know, they have the one, number one scoring defense in the league. They've got the number mm-hmm. three scoring offense in the league. They've got a preseason um, offensive tackle. I'm going to get his name right. Noah Otog, Otog, Otogi, something. I'm mm-hmm. going to mess his name up. Um, so they've got some good guys. Uh, they've got a QB, Bronson uh, Barron, 123 of 196. He's the third best in the con- conference with efficiency. 15 and 85 yards, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's also got about 208 rushing yards with one touchdown. So he's he's able to move. I don't think he wants to to move. Like that, that's not the first instinct that he has. He's not like McCoy from Idaho, where he's like, okay, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run. Uh, I don't think that's the first thing that happens, but they do have a beast of a running back duo. Uh, Damian Bankston, 
77 attempts for 422 yards, uh, five touchdowns. Uh, Dante McMillan, 46 attempts, 339 yards with four touchdowns. And like the guy that seems like he's been there forever, Josh Davis, 72 attempts, 338 yards and two touchdowns. He did not play against uh, the Cats last week. He was not in that game. Um, so don't know his situation on what's going to happen. Uh, they do like to run the ball. They're they're probably about third in the conference with rushing uh, behind Montana State in Idaho. Uh, so that's probably what they're going to do. They want to do. But what we have to be aware of, guys, is, is they are going to throw the ball deep because they have two deep threats as well. With mm-hmm. uh, Ty McPherson, who's number four in the conference in receiving yards, with 30 did, by the way, did, did you see yeah. the drop from McPherson? No, I didn't. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, they were I mean, they were they were trucking down the field. They were, they yeah. were potentially gonna win the game. And then McPherson, it's like it's like a fourth down, you know, attempt. You know, he's in the first down territory. He chucks it right at McPherson. McPherson uncharacteristic. It, it just didn't didn't give a good picture of what the Weber State team is. So mm-hmm. people may have this idea right now of who they are. People don't know that guy is extremely talented. He had yeah. the ball dropped. I mean, clear as day, right in the chest, hit him right in the chest. Doosh, fell to the ground. He tried to catch it with his ankle, and that was the game for them. You know, wow. but he is a threat. I think he's going to be a guy that we need to look out for next week. I think I completely agree. Obviously, yeah. they are a physical team. That's traditionally how this team has been, especially under their current head coach, the current head coach. Um, it's always been fun to play them. I've always enjoyed it, but it was always a battle. It was one of those games where I left left the game being like, okay, I'm a little bit bruised and battered, a little bit more than I traditionally am, simply because that's just the type of the defense that they are. They're traditionally a great defense. I won't, I, I won't say that they're as good this year as they mm-hmm. have been in other years, in my opinion, but I do think that they're pretty stout. I do think that they got abilities all over the field you know, to make it a close game, especially coming off a loss like that. You know, which is so heartbreaking. They had a huge lead, you know, kind yeah. of like us, you know, a little bit of a big lead. You know, they came back all the way off special teams mistakes. And, you know, it ended up being that just they weren't able to kind of get it through. So they're in the same boat as we are right now. They're dealing yeah. with some really tough losses, you know, some really hard things to look in the mirror uh, when they got home. But so that's why I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be physical on both sides. And uh, we're going to see where it rolls from there, you know. Well, and like like I said, the Ty McPherson, five hundred and seventy yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, and then they have Jacob Sharp, who's got four hundred and sixteen yards. So they've got two deep threats where they probably, you know, they like to set up the run, and then they take yeah. their deep shots, man. And uh, what's what's kind of interesting is is like you said, they they had the uncharacteristic um, a loss. They they made some mistakes. One thing that the our teams kind of mirror image each other, right? Good offenses, really good defenses. Like, and I totally agree with you. Their defense isn't as good as it used, like it has been. Usually, they have a defensive line and, and linebackers that will are, are amazing, right? Their strength in their defense this year is their backfield. They've got mm-hmm. cornerbacks. That, that, they have a cornerback that has five interceptions, man. Uh, his name is Maxwell Anderson. He's got five interceptions. They lead the conference. Their defense leads the conference in interceptions with 13. Um, That's and so, crazy. So the, the, they are a backfield which can turn you over, which that's kind of 
it's disheartening because hopefully Lucas is okay and he can come back because the one thing that we saw in that Montana State game is Malat tore them up running the ball. Mm-hmm. Tore them up. And so if, if that's truly who they are, then that leads to us, if we have Lucas back, to have that running kind of quarterback where we don't always have to throw it and get it possibly intercepted because they've got that kind of in their repertoire of what they like to do. Um, but yeah, uh, defense pretty good. Uh, special teams, man, they've they've got some special team threats. They've got the number one kick returner in the conference. Um, I don't think he's the number one, but I think that that's kind of skewed. But with data, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. he is uh, Abraham Williams. Seven attempts, 321 yards. He's averaging about 45 yards uh, a kick return. He's got two touchdowns. Both of them are 100-yard returns, one against Eastern Washington, one against uh, Montana State. Punt return. This is kind of the weird one because they have two punt returners, and one of them, you know, has had the majority of of the the goes, but they had uh, Hudson Schneck. Uh, do them last week, which he turned one for 91 yards and a touchdown. And so who who gets those reps? I, I think they'd probably leave uh, lean on Hudson, um, but they've got the number three conference uh, punt return um, as well. So special teams, they're good. Their field goal kicker is pretty good as well. He's number two in the conference. Kyle uh, Thompson, 10 of 14, 74%. His long is 49 yards. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're overall a rounded team. Uh, yeah. Special teams, I would say that they probably have the advantage against us right now. They're not. And the reason why I say that is we, they, we know they're not going to kick to Malik, right? We know that. We don't know if Bergen's going to be back, right? We, and we forgot to mention this last you know the loss wasn't probably the the it, it hurt but we lost a couple guys yeah you know, we did Deary Deary Todd went out Lucas Johnson went out uh I believe Joey Elwell went out as well Junior Bergen went out Eli Alford went out um and so it's going to be really interesting to see who's back who's at you know a, a good enough percentage of of, of playing um I would be really surprised if Junior Bergen came back. It looked like he either broke a finger or dislocated a finger. Um, and so I don't know with being a wide receiver how how the, you're using your hands constantly, man. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? I'm kind of taking the whole pod here, man, on this section, kind of going through the numbers. but No, 100%, man. That's why you're the numbers, guys. I'm just here for, for support <laughs> at this point, man. So. No, 100%, man. I think I think you made a good point, you know, kind of early on in this conversation. You said, you know, we're, we're traditionally, you know, pretty evenly matched up. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, stout defenses, you know, I, th- I do think when it comes to defense, defense, I think we have the advantage. I think consistency, I think they have the advantage. But I do yeah. believe that if we get everything kind of uh, firing on the right cylinders, I do think that we have a little bit more of a prolific offense in order to put them in a position to win games. You know, yeah. special teams, it sounds like they got some players too. So because of that, I think Bobby's going to fi- fire with fire. 
you know, I think he's going to, you know, do whatever's best for the team simply because he believes in our special teams unit, you know, simply because that that's his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. of that, I just think there's a different level of confidence when it comes to challenging other teams. And he's going to let you know, he's like, okay, let's really see how good your special teams are. Again, yeah. put up against mine, which is always a fun thing to do. It fires people <laughs> up. It fires the players up because he, he lets us know. He says, fuck that. We're going to go after them. Let's go do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yep. And so yep. because of that, you know, I think really, you know, kind of looking at the keys to the win, I think it's going to be a, another game where I really want to see the offensive line excel. Because if we could establish a run game, you know, yep. that's going to be huge for – Regardless of who's in, but let's just say, you know, worst case scenario, you know, we have to put Chris back there, you know, it, it's going to be a situation where we're going to have to really rely on that run game in order to, you know, put us in a position to win the games, you know, as far as the backfield, you know, with Chris's ability, it might be a little bit of a challenge, you know, yeah. simply because they, they do have that potential. They have 13 interceptions, which is a crazy number to have right now. Jesus. Yeah. Well, one guy, and one so, guy has almost half of them. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I mean, it kind of makes me think of obviously Ford last year with his yeah. nine interceptions running into playoffs, you know. So because of that, you know, he's really going to need to be on point regardless of who's back there. You know, yep. getting away with overthrowing the ball or undoing the ball, that's not going to happen this week simply because they'll take advantage of that. And they'll score points off of that. You know, they're, they're, yep. they're, their offense is good enough. And so being able to stop that, I think, is going to be huge. Um, I think we did an awesome job playing penalty-free for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's going to be another key. And then obviously uh, – um, yeah, like I said, running the ball, you know, play penalty free, no turnovers. If we have no turnovers, yeah, I mean, your chances of winning the game is it's, it's an obvious you have a better opportunity. But yeah. if we if we really focus and hounding in on those kind of basic parameters, you know, I think I think we have a really good shot of, of winning the team, especially you know after this past week, you know, because they've dealt with it for one week, we've been dealing with it for two weeks, two weeks in a row, yeah. Well, and, and, so I know and, these guys are ready for a win. Exactly. One thing that you know. Uh, Jay Hill, a coach for Weber State, yeah. he, he prides in himself in, in special teams as well. And one thing that he uses and, and it keeps on flashing back to me, and probably I'm going to get some PTSD for you, is that 2019 playoff game where this is the – I think this is the first time we've played them since then, right? I believe so. Yeah, we didn't play them last year. No. Yeah. Yeah. So – the, the, in that game, and what they like to do is they like to use field position, a field position against us, right? And so I think that that's what they're going to try to do is use the field position against us, uh, get us pinned back so that they can, you know, blitz us and, and get those interceptions with their DBs. Um, and so it, it'll be really interesting to see. I could see Bobby doing that as well, using Patrick and and having this be a, a low scoring game and it just being a field position game and yep. old, you know, Hey, we're going to run it down your throat. You try to run it down our throat position battle, uh, very low scoring. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to watch. Um, I hope everybody gets healthy this week. Um, I just think, and you, you, you tell me, I, I, I don't think we, Matching up wise, I feel like we matched up better against Sac State than we did against Weber State. Oh, 100 percent. I was just talking about the grand scheme of yeah. things, you know. I, yeah. did, I I think we have the better uh defense. I think when we're on on the offensive side, I think we have far and away the better offense as well, too. Yeah. Special teams, I think they do have the leg off on us just because of a little bit of the inconsistencies that we've had on special teams. Yeah. Uh but ultimately, you know, I think I think we match up, you know, a lot more consistently with Sac State as we do Weber State in this year. Uh, but again, traditionally, I mean, those guys love playing us. 
I mean, it's a different type of feel for them. It's their Super Bowl. It's and a win against us is a huge accomplishment in the season. It's like uh, we're the rival, but we're not. Uh, they're they're not our rival, but we're their rival. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so because of that, I mean, I think I think you hit it spot on, man. I think position. Position, position. That's going to be the really key yeah. for this upcoming week. So it's a little bit of a challenge on Bobby to, you know, get the special teams a little bit more lined out for this upcoming week. It's a little bit of a challenge for the offensive line to know, hey, this is going to be a nasty game. So we need that same effort, that same intensity that we had last week. And if we're able to do that, I think we'll consistently just be able to wear them out. Because yeah. you saw last week, I mean, they were defeated. You know, they were, yep. they, were, they, were, they were defeated on the ground, you know, especially if we have Lucas back there, you know, making some plays where he can make some, you know, gain a couple of yards, you know, based on what he sees. I think we can take advantage of that, exploit that a little bit and kind of run with that same system, you know, as far as what happened last week, you know, take yeah. advantage of the same flaws, you know. Exactly. Yeah, let's go to their defense a little bit. You know, they're, they're leading uh, tacklers, Winston Reed, 52 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, one sack, one interception. Uh, their safety, uh, Desmond Williams, 41 tackles. Uh, he's got also an interception. Garrett Beck, their other linebacker, has got 40 tackles, two sacks, and an interception. Their other cornerback, Eddie Heckard, has 33 tackles, a sack, two interceptions. Um, their cornerback, other cornerback, Maxwell Anderson, has 24 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, five interceptions, but he also has two blocked field goals. Um, and so that'll be mm-hmm. a guy to, kind of interesting to see how he plays into the special teams as well. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, but, man, they're the number one passing defense. They're the number four rushing uh, defense, which, you know, I, I think is kind of interesting because they, they led a whole bunch of rushing yards last week to <laughs> Tommy uh, in that team. So, uh you know, in, in that game kind of skewed a little bit because they got a lot of points off of their special teams. You know, they had two special teams touchdowns. So, you know, you know, 14 of their 38 were, you know, off of special teams. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, with this game. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've got to, we've got to play our best. There's, there's no, there's no playing two or three quarters. We've got to have our best from the remainder of the season if we want to make the playoffs um we've got to prove a lot of people wrong it's us against the world um and mm-hmm. i think they know that and uh we've got to support that gr- the grizz players and grizz nation support everybody and uh let's just get a win man yeah 100 man i'm just thinking about their offense you know i think they do a pretty good job of just consistently taking it down the field i think that's one thing that i saw last week that regardless of it i think they're their, their offense this year is a little bit more of the of the identity of the team. You know, they have a pretty good defense. And I'm just going based off one game. But from what I saw last week, that quarterback's good. He makes smart decisions. You know, he gets the ball downfield. And there were plenty of times where it was simply receivers dropping the ball. Yeah. You know? So those incompleted passes you may see on his stat line, I don't really count it towards him simply because he gave them an opportunity to catch the ball and they literally hit the chest, fell down, you know, right off the fingertips. They just couldn't come down with it, those sort of things. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I'm really anticipating a really good quarterback. Um, potentially, you know, I think right under the caliber of what Idaho produced. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, thought, I thought, obviously, I thought, I, what's his name, the Idaho quarterback? Uh, McCoy. McCoy, yeah, I thought he was he, he was pretty spectacular to see. I think I think this quarterback's just going to be a leg under that. You know, I think he's going to be consistent. I think he's going to be on point, especially following last week's game. 
and I think it's a it, it's going to be a challenge for our secondary this this upcoming week. You know, the the because we we already know what we're going to do on the front. We're going to pressure. We're going to pressure. We're going to pressure blitz packages and those sort of things. And so I think taking advantage of our secondary is going to be a challenge for for us to really kind of make sure that we're up to par. I think the offensive line side of things, or just the offensive side of things, I think we make the smart plays, make the smart plays, get the yards when you can, you know, time of possession, those sort of things. And I think we'll have a really good chance. I do think, again, you know, hopefully, God willing, you know, special teams kind of gets in order simply because if they score two touchdowns off special teams mistakes last week, they're going to do it again this week easily, you know. Yeah. And so it's a game, like you said, a game of positioning. And that's what it really boils down to. Exactly, exactly. Um you know what? How do you feel, man? Are you ready to give your predictions? What do you want to do? Um, how you feeling? Uh, you go first. I went first last week. We're not gonna count yeah. it again because it was a loss. But yes, but you, you know, you I, I know, I know, I, and I if if the Grizz would have won, I would have won that. I just want to say, if the Grizz would have won, <laughs> I would have won that one. So just because I got toot my horn because I didn't get it. No, 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 no. You can't. You can't all of a sudden want to toot your horn when no. last week you're like, hey. you know what? Well, maybe we shouldn't count that one. No, maybe I'm owing four. I got to get some momentum. Even though we're not counting it, I've got to get some momentum. In How some dare momentum. you, Adam? How dare you? Well, if we would have won last week, I technically would have won. We should count this week. Uh, I got to get That's I gotta get something going. So um, I think Grizz walk in. And we play our, our best ball. Uh, I think we, we control the ball. I think we run it like how we did this year, this last game. 24-17 uh, Grizz by a touchdown. Um, and so that's how that's where I'm going. That's funny. I was literally going to say 23-17. Really? <laughs> I really was. I really was. Interesting. You want 23-17? I, that's what I'm. If, that's fine with you. I'm gonna put. I was yeah. gonna say twenty three seventeen. Yeah, that's fine. Twenty three seventeen, and I'm twenty four seventeen. Okay. All right, let's do it. Man, not a whole lot of margin for. for no, there for, isn't. It's one way or the other, baby. There's no in between. Exactly. Either yeah. you win or I win on that one. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, come out on a, a, a better one that we did this week, guys. But we yep. totally. Uh, are thankful for you guys said oh actually we i'm off my rocker man we do have some questions uh i'm not gonna read one of these because it's a cat fan <laughs> i believe but maybe it's not a cat fan because it has a bob cat thing where it's okay so he's just giving us crap about our our name so why are you still using that fight on slogan Back when we had moxie we didn't use it only when the california boys came back did we start and just look what happened. Don't be a bootlicker. Well, what do you mean? We consistently use it. I mean, that's yeah. something that's part of, you know, Bobby Hawks, you know, kind of whole mantra. You know, exactly. it's fight on, go Grizz. Go Grizz, fight on. You know, it, it, it's back and forth. It's just one of those things. So, I mean, it makes completely sense. So, if you, if this person would have known, would have actually known that it's actually part of the mantra of what Grizz football it is, maybe you'd have a different opinion, but yeah. maybe they're just not up to date with the current stand. I mean, that's totally fine, man. And when, and, and if you're going to, if you're talking about the, uh, the name of the uh, podcast, I had no clue that fight on was a thing when I named the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's fight on Montana a, was just something that I, I, I was going after with, you know, Montana, we, we played tough. We're, you know, blue collar, 
um that that's where i was kind of going off of the the name of the podcast if you're going yeah i mean i'm curious what would this guy name it man you know what i mean exactly i mean i mean there's really i mean i don't know man i think i think it's a beautiful name dog to be honest with you you know and it's something that i mean every single day during practice when 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 bobby would walk by or somebody would walk by in the hallways you know fight on go grizz you know yep Gogers fight on. It's either way. And so because of that, I mean, it was just part of the mantra. I mean, it makes sense. So that's why, I mean, if it was an issue, I would have, I would have told you when I first met you, Hey man, maybe we should change the name because it doesn't fit what we're looking at, you know, but it does. So that's a little bit of a weird one, man, but maybe, maybe that guy, maybe that guy needs to come on the podcast and, you know, run the show for us. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, our faithful uh, beware of the D man uh, gives us another question. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel significantly better after the loss as opposed to last week's loss. I totally agree. I think without LJ injury and the terrible officiating, we win that game. However, we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to play the fire Rosenbach card again. What kind of play calling was that in overtime? And I think we kind of went over that as well. Um, yeah. I understand uh, KB ain't it. But throwing deep did not work the whole game. Why not call plays where KB can actually make the throw? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we we spoke about it a little bit. Just the consistency of of, of playing to his game, I yeah. think, should have been you know a decision that was made in that overtime. You know, because at that point, you already have your full script on a potential overtime kind of game plan. Um, but I think uh, those those deep balls, you know, just wasn't his repertoire. I mean, yeah. wasn't his package. You know, he just I don't think it was it, it was it was the right way to utilize a quarterback uh, of that type of caliber. You know, I think he has certain strength that uh, I think we saw flashes of of okay, he's getting a little bit of a rhythm, a little bit of a groove, and you know, I just hope that uh, moving forward they play to the strength if we have to, you know, make a change a little bit. So either way, man, I'm proud of I'm proud of the performance of, of everybody. I really truly yeah. am, man. But 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 where the D, man. Thank thanks for always being so consistent with us, man. I really man. appreciate it, man. I think exactly. You, I think. I think you, uh, I think you, you, you provide some really good insight. I do feel better about the win too. You know, I do wholeheartedly believe that yeah. if, um, some things were a little bit different, the game would a hundred percent fall on our way. Yeah. Um, and that's all I can hope for for this week. Man. Yeah. And I, I totally, you know, I, I echo that angel as well. Um, totally agree that I, I feel better. I, I feel better in the fact of the way that we played. I don't feel better mm-hmm. that we lost again. Um, that hurt. Uh, but you know, I, I do feel I can find more. Um, you know, it's not half half cup empty. It's you know, we we've got a half cup of whatever that saying is. Um, but I, I can kind of see the good in it. Our offensive lines clicking, our defense is clicking. You know, our running backs are are, are sure hitting um, good stride right now. So I can kind of see the good in it um, and where we're at. Like you said, Angel, we, we kind of already talked about the play calling. We we really didn't agree with it and how it affected Cam uh, and Cam Chris. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. Um, it's do or die time, and uh, we got to do something now, or or we're going to be on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, man. And I believe that we get it done. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, I believe in the exactly. players. I believe in the coaches. You know, I I think I think. Uh, I, I think uh, um, I like I said, I'm an optimistic person by trait. You know, that's just who I am, and so because of that, I'm I'm really expecting some really good things in the last few weeks of the season. You know, yep. four weeks, Dan. That's crazy. Four weeks of the season left. Crazy. And then man. from there, 
you know, I mean, the games in November, they're, they're played in November. So, I mean, and then playoff implications. And so I, I feel really hopeful, really optimistic, man. I just can't wait to see get it done. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, we thank you for listening, taking the time to listen to us. Uh, like always, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple and Spotify are great places. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check us out on the FCS Fans Nation YouTube channel. Great stuff that they're doing. Uh, great atmosphere, great fans, uh, great podcasts as well. Uh, go check us out there. Uh, and, you know, get a hold of us, man. Get a hold of us on eGrizz. We, we, we post our stuff on there. We we post our, su- uh, our stuff on our our. our social media. So get a hold of us there. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to interact with you as well. Uh, and so, yeah, like always, man, any final thoughts? Well, Grizz, baby. Fight on. <laughs>